0: Good morning, everybody. I'm going to start out with a question today. Y'all ready? How many people have ever found themselves in a bad position? (laughs) A bad spot, a bad spot sometimes. And I'm here to tell you today that God can work all things together for the good, right? And he's on our side. And I just want to tell you, if you're here today, if you're a little overwhelmed from the week, a little wore down from life, and just totally tired from this thing called life, I pray that today it's going to be an encouraging message in the Lord. How many people are up for that? (laughs) I tell you what, you come to get encouraged, come to get fed, and we're going to speak the truth of God's word. But what I want to share today is that life has a way of just wearing us down sometimes, doesn't it? I mean, it does. It it can just wear you down. But I'm going to tell you what, the things of God will fill you up. When I was rocking and rolling before I, I jumped over the fence and got with Jesus, I found this out when I first got saved, that the things of the world were using me up, but the things of God were filling me up. God was so gracious and continues to be gracious in our our families and our church families and and, in all the things that we uh, are, are able to take part in. But I started to see real fast when I would align my life with God, God would start working in that. So I tell you what, we got a few things today. I also want to thank my, my partner, Mr. Michael. Um, you know, we work on things together and stuff. So this outline was put together by my, my ministry partner, Michael, today. So I'm going to try to do it justice. But I tell you what, God's working in that man a mighty way, and I appreciate all he does. So today, I want us to just uh, think about some things here. A lot of times we don't think that we're positioned for greatness. When you talk to people, usually they talk about, well, what they didn't have or if they had a little bit more money or they was born in this area or all these things. But I tell you, if you study people just in the worldly sense for a second, most people that's really accomplished a lot of things, right, have been those that had to overcome things, right? But I'm going to tell you what, you are an overcomer in Christ. And so I want to talk about the things of the kingdom, but how does that apply to the things of the world as well? Because as believers in Christ, God gives us a platform, right? Not for us, but to glorify him. And I pray today that as we go through this little time together, that you realize that you're not alone. Look at somebody say, I'm not alone. Not alone, that's it. But I want you to know that we have a good God. And and, and starting out in John chapter 17, I want to share a few things. And we're going to read a little bit. But look at this. I want you to know that that the Lord had you on his heart from the very beginning. From the very beginning. And I wrote this down here as I was going through the other night. I said, Jesus wants to be revealed to us so that he can be revealed through us. Amen. God wants to be revealed to us so he can be revealed through us. And, And I'm going to go ahead and you got that right there. That's kind of where we're going to get to. Uh, 1724, I'll read that, and then I'm going to go back and kind of backtrack a little bit. It says, Father, I want those you gave, gave me to be with me where I am, that they may see the glory you gave me because you love me before the foundations of the world. Let me tell you something. God is love. You know, the Bible says that they will know that you are his disciples because of your what? Your love. Not the backstabbing, not the headlocking, not the grumbling and groaning, but by our love. And as we continue to open up God's word, guess what? It's going to get on us. It's going to get on us. The truth of God's word is going to start working and cultivating in our life. And I want you guys to be encouraged today. So I want to give you a little more background. And uh, let's go right on with it now. Whoop, got a little click happy there. Here we go. John 17, 20, this is Jesus says this. He says, my prayers are not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us, okay? The Lord's not trying to hide any good thing from you. He's trying to get it to you, amen? And I think so often because it might not look like we think it should or come in a time frame that we think it should, we think, well, you know, God's not working. Oh, God's on the scene, amen? He's on the throne, and he's working all things together for the good. So as we look at this a little bit, I, I had a few notes that I wrote down. I said, Jesus' desire for his disciples was and is for us to become one, united in him. I want to tell you this, that uh, I don't know of any perfect churches this side of heaven, right? But I tell you what, we got an awesome church. We got an awesome church. The one thing that I see that, that just fills my heart with joy is the love that I see that you guys have for the gospel, for the Lord, and for sharing that with one another. And not just in here, but out there. And to me, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And he talks about that. He wants us to be his disciples. He wants us to be united and, and powerful witnesses for him and his love. Are, are we unifying? This is a question. You don't have to raise your hand or anything else, but just a little self-check. Are we unifying the body, which is the church? Or are we grumbling? Are we tearing it down? Are we looking for everything that's wrong? Or do we, you know, what's going on? We need to be building others up. Don't fall into the gossip and the negative uh, naysaying. Refuse to get sidetracked with the nonsense of the enemy. The devil will take you down the road, man. He'll whisper in your ear, the woulda, shoulda, coulda. You know? I heard a, I heard a saying one time, a, a little preacher story. You know, probably some folks still do. It doesn't matter any way you want to come. We'll take you any way you want to come. Hat on, hat off, you know, whatever, fishing boots. I don't care. I'm worried about your heart, not your wardrobe. Okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. But it was an old story that I heard one time. A lady came in, and she had a big hat on, and nobody said anything about it, and people were whispering in the back and everything like that. And she spent all week even skipping Bible study because she said, I can't believe they're talking about my hat like that. Can't believe they're talking about my hat like that. And she got to the point where where she just couldn't even sleep. And so she went to talk to the people. She said, I cannot believe that y'all talked about my hat last week all the time. They said, what are you talking about? We didn't even know you had a hat on. We were talking about something else. Now, I'm gonna tell you what, has that ever happened to you? You worry about, you waste away all today because you're worried about tomorrow? Or you're looking in the rear view, which is a whole lot smaller than the windshield? There's a reason for that, because you need to be watching where we're going instead of watching where we've been. I don't think it's a bad thing to click back there and say, ooh, that's where the Lord carried me from. But it's hard to drive like that because you'll miss out where you're going, you'll miss out on the blessings. So, friends, I'm gonna tell you what, why don't you just think about this? Why don't you just pick the positive? I tell people all the time, I said, if I text you something and it comes out all messed up, please just give me the benefit of the doubt. I got some fat thumbs. You know, I really do. And a lot of times I'm working, I'm doing this and I'm trying to catch up with people and everything else. And I'm going, oh my goodness, man, what's going on? You go back and I go, whoa, that didn't come out right. What I'm talking about is do, how many people like to have the benefit of the doubt when it's on their side? How many people love that? I don't know. I, I know I do. And I turn around, but how often do I give that to other people? 50% of the time. Every time. How often does God give you the benefit of the doubt? I would say that's grace, right? I like that. How many people like grace? Read through the Old Testament, tell me how you like the law, and then go back and fall into the grace, and you say, I'll go with grace. Yeah. Amen? Now, I want to talk a little bit more about what God wants from us. Refuse to get sidetracked by the enemy and the nonsense. Tune into the truth Of what God says. And so how do we do that? We're going to break it out. Everybody ready? Say amen. Amen. So one of the things that Michael pointed out when we were studying this week. We need to be available to God. If you're available to God, let me hear you say amen. Amen. I think that's a, a huge thing, man. And here's the thing. The beauty about pouring into people. Is guess what? Over time, they'll pour back into you. You don't do it to get. You do it because that's what God asked you to do. That's how we do. And investing in people. I love investing in people. I love taking time with people. I love hanging out with people, making new friends, seeing what's going on in their life, getting that pulse rate, what's going on? How can I be a blessing to that person? You know, and, and, and it takes some time. It takes a lot of time. But you know what I say? You're worth it. You're worth it. I am so grateful for when people take time with me. See, they can't get that back. They can give you this, do that for you, everything else, but they can't get that time back. So if they're going to spend time with me, I'm going to be a attentive. I'm going to be listening. I want to see what's going on in their life. And I want to say, hey, how can I be a blessing to this person? And we know that's what relationships are about. But how much more is it about being attentive to what God's got for you? Let's take a look at that, being available. So look at this. How can we get in the groove? Develop a passion, a desire for God and what matters most to him. If you know what matters most to God, do you lean into it? How do you spend your money on it? How do you spend your prayer time on it? You know something that matters to God? You. Me. Those folks. These folks. Folks, folks. He wants everybody to come to the saving knowledge of his son. I'm not picking and choosing. He didn't. Because if it was, I sure wouldn't pick me. I'm going to tell you that right now. But I'm going to tell you what, God is full of grace. He's full of mercy. So who am I to hold back something? You know? Sometimes it's hard you got to discipline your heart a little bit. That doesn't mean you agree with everything, and surely it doesn't mean that you're a Christian floor mat, but I'll tell you what it does mean. We try to love others like God loves us. And let me tell you, you can't do it on your own, but thank the Lord when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Holy Spirit comes and lives in us, and he guides us. He gets that nudge, you know? And he turns around, and he brings things to our remembrance of how God treated us. Merciful, full of grace, Amen. I tell you what. One thing I've seen over time, the best teacher for that in my life this far, has been my kids. I share this story many times when I talk about this. I remember when Thomas was growing up, he loves this story. I'm sure. And I said, "Look, don't do this. I don't even know what it was. Don't want to know what it. Don't do this. Whatever you do, don't do this." Guess what he did? He did that. I'm thinking that's my boy. <laughs> And I was so irritated. I, just, I was just like, man, looking back, like I said. And I was like, man, come up say, We're going to have a throw-down time. I was like, boy, this boy going to get a spanking now. That's it. And I said, I told you. Didn't I tell you? And man, before anything else could happen, I heard the Lord say, is that how I deal with you when you mess up? So he's like this. And I start bawling. Mr. Tough Guy. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Black Belt jumping off the pool tables. All this Mr. Joe Cool. I was like, "Uh, I just love you so much, man. I just want the best for you. So at this time, my child is going, what just happened? And I know there's a part of him going, thank you, Lord. (laughs) You answered prayers. But that was a teachable moment, not so much for him. I think it was. But it was a real big teachable moment to me. And I think that, and I try to apply that in life as I go on. People say, man, you kind of mellowed out over the time. Boy, it used to be, what did I always say, an eye for eye and a tooth for a tooth? What do you get at the end? Blind people with no teeth. I'd rather have grace, right? (laughs) You know, so let's keep on rolling with those things. But as we look at that, what is important to God? You are, your neighbor is, your family is. The guy down the road, the guy down on his luck folks, are what are important to the Lord. And you know, as we look at this, man, do our desires line up with the desires of God? Are we diligently pursuing what God is passionate about? And you're not going to know that if you keep your Bible shut, right? So what I want to say today, we need to be taking steps towards Christ. I I said, you know, you've heard this many times that our, our journey with the Lord is a marathon, not a sprint. See, a lot of times we come out of there, woo! I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. Folks come and hear the word. They get excited about it. They grab hold on to the promise of God just a little bit, and then they go, and after a week or two, they end up getting with it. And then when trials and things come along, they go, man, I didn't sign up for that. He said, but be of good cheer. See, a lot of times what happens, the gospel message is reduced down. I don't know how you reduce it down, but we try to reduce it down. to God. Hey, man, God's there for you. He's going to give you to pick three numbers, pick six numbers, whatever they had. You're never going to have any problems before and all that. That's not what it says in the Bible, right? If, if, they, if the world was going against Jesus, how much more are they going to go against you if you're a mirror of Christ? But the good news is we have victory in Jesus, amen? You know, sometimes I have to remember those scriptures, you know, and say, look, hey, look, when, when, when they're persecuting you, they're really persecuting me, and you're going to be blessed by that. I'm thinking, man, when somebody goes off on me at work, I said, man, bring on the blessing. Bring it on. Heap it on, Right? It's hard to get to that point. And some days I do better than others, but I tell you what, I have to continue to take steps towards Christ. How about you? What else do we got? What else can help us to to grow in our relationship? Look at this, being available to God. Be faithful, right? Let's take a look at that. If we're not faithful, you know, it probably means that we're not available. How about that? They kind of go hand in hand. So the first thing is to consider, you know, are we being faithful? Take a look at this. Even in Jesus' day, he returned and he said this. He said, he will say to this, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over it. Little, I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. That's Matthew 25, 21. He didn't say, hey, thanks for showing up. Appreciate you hanging out. You know, I know, I know you went to 1,500, 362 Bible studies, but you never applied it. What did he say again back here? He says, look, you have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. See, this is the thing I have to tell, tell myself and look at stuff. And, and, and Jesse loves business. He's into business and doing things and like this. And I always pull it back to this. I said, son, the Lord has given you a platform. Not so much for you, but for him. All of us. You say, well, I ain't in business. Okay. Your platform might be in a mama, grandmama, next door neighbor, the guy at work. That could be your platform. Because you have been positioned for greatness. You see where I'm going with this right now? You said, yeah, yeah, but I've been through some tough times. You know what? Through those things. Let me ask you, did did Joseph in the Bible go through some tough times? Was God working that all together? Was he faithful? Oh, we got some more to dig in today. So I'm going to tell you, you're not in this thing alone. Something else, look at this. Be teachable. Have you ever worked with somebody that is not teachable? Just nod. They know it all. Know it all. And you know what I found out over time? Usually, what happens is you just give them enough rope, and they find out they don't know it all. You don't want anything bad to happen, but you, sometimes you just got to let it run the course. When I'm at work and stuff, I said, "Hey, look! When m- m- me and my team are working on stuff. I said I'd rather one of us find it than somebody else. I want everybody to go home safe. What we do is very different. Everything we get, we work on it burns and explodes and this and everything else. So it's okay if you want to double check me. I appreciate it. I don't get mad." And sometimes they, they find things in men. I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. How about y'all? You know, you got two families, mom and us, 60 families here, a lot of stuff going on, hospital visit here, going here. All that. I'm just saying it's life. You start thinking about, did I, man, did I pay mom's cable bill? Was it doing that over there? Oh, man, that's right. Oh, yeah, I got a, all these different things, right? Because it's life and it starts kicking in. So if somebody wants to come along say, hey, man, I've been praying for you today, I go, I'll take it. Bring it on, right? Bring it on. But so it's good to be teachable. That's why it's, it's blessing my heart as, as our, our Tuesday Night Bible study is growing, because people are making active, uh, taking an active role in growing in their faith. That's good. That's huge and we're investing in people and we're investing back in, 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 in what God's doing and, and, you know, doing a lot of things. And I want to say this, like Tanya mentioned today, you know, your, your, your love offerings and your giving and your prayers, let me tell you, it does not go unnoticed. You guys are impacting not only this town, the United States, but all over the world through your giving and praying and going. And many people that's that just never walked in this room, give and pray and go. And I'm thankful for that. We're just that vessel, you know, so God gives us an opportunity to be teachable, uh, faithful, but also to be humble. Let me tell you something. I am quick to give the Lord the credit because I know where it's coming from. Anything else? Hey, humble does not mean be a floor mat. I'll give you the Buddy Chapman definition of it. It means putting God in the proper place. That's what I look at. Oh no, no, no. You see some people that foster me. Well, no, no, no. Tell me again. Oh, no, 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 oh, well, tell me again. I'm quick to point it to the Lord because I know, I know if it was not for him, no sense even getting up. I say it all the time. I would not take one step towards this pulpit if it was not for the grace of God, for his forgiveness each and every day. Because I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's long between Sunday evening and Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. I'm just being real, right? I'm just being real. Because see, if you're the pastor, your kids never have any problems. You only have discussions with your wife. Your dog doesn't run away. Any of that, your flowers don't die. They don't mess up your checking account. I'd like to sign up for that. That's not the case. Things happen. Life happens. But man, the more that I'm available to God, when something gets messed up, this is what I try to do. I go, I don't want to miss what God's doing here, right? You ever had a problem? I, I tell you what, they mess my stuff up at the bank. I don't know how they do that. It's like this goes there that goes there. I go to the bank. I call. I go back and forth. Every time they do direct deposit, they put money somewhere else. And it ain't my account. I was like, I'm thinking that that's supposed to go to this number. Well, I don't understand. What did you do? I just worked 40 hours and I thought it was going to go in the bank. I had a little faith that it was going to go in the bank, right? But through that, guess what? I end up getting to witness the three people in the bank. I got to share some stuff. And here's the thing. People watch people. I love watching people. And this is so funny. They know you go to church. They know this, all this stuff. But you don't know that. So when you get out there and flip out, they go, "Uh uh-huh, that's what it's all about, right? Come on, I'm just telling the truth, right? So I want to represent the, good, the Lord good. And see, sometimes they won't tell you that they know you just to see how you're going to act. I heard a story one time. There was a, there was a preacher that came into town. i probably mess it up, but work with me. Preacher came into town, small town, something like this. And he was catching the bus. And so everybody knew the new preacher, but he didn't know anybody. So the guy on the bus pulls up and says, hey, how you doing? He goes, oh, yeah. See, I'm going to such and such, going to go to the mall, whatever it was. And he says, uh, how, how much is it? He said, oh, it'd be 50 cents. He said, Amen. Hey, man, ain't nobody looking. Come on the bus. I got it. He said, well, I really appreciate that, but I'd rather pay it way. He said, man, ain't nobody here. Come on, just get on the bus. Ain't no big deal. He said, uh, it, I, I just prefer to pay my, my way and just do that got in there, got ready to get off the bus. The guy said, well, Reverend, I appreciate it. I'll see you Sunday. Made a difference in that. See, he wanted to see would he take the bait. And the moral of the story was, the guy said, I'm so glad that I didn't sell my witness out for 50 cent. And the truth is, we sell out for a whole lot less than that. Amen? So watch your step. Keep your eyes on the Lord. I'm just saying, we want to represent him well. But if we do, Mr. Martin, get up tomorrow, keep on trucking because his grace is new and fresh every morning. I'm humble because God's got it, amen. God is working those things out, and I'm thankful. Everybody doing good, say amen. amen. So, what else did Michael have for us here? Ask for guidance and vision from God. Boy, I'll tell you what, that's awesome, isn't it? We need to know how many people need to know where they're going? I, I think that's a good plan. So, how do we do that? We got to spend some time praying and reading God's Word we say that a lot do we do it a lot I've often said this you got a speedometer on your car you got an odometer on your car got an hour meter on your boat how many hours would you log in on a big book if somebody had that on there And open it up oh, we spent 15 minutes in the last 30 years you know what I mean we ought to make one of those A little hour, hour reading on the, on the Bible right now, I want to tell you this. That just because people open that book and just stare at it for an hour, that's not going to transform your life. But i want to tell you what, if you seek the Lord, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? Matthew 6 33. I wonder what would happen. I know what'll happen. God will start transforming our lives more and more and more as we spend time. I'll tell you this. I've spent time before and said, so I'm going to read the whole Bible. We and, and about halfway through, I'm going to be honest with you. I was just reading words. And the Lord really told him, he said, well, you know, if you're just going to do that, you don't, that's nothing. And I said, Lord, speak to me from your word. And that's when God began. He could take one little verse and multiply it all through your life. All day long, all month long, your whole lifetime. Sometimes people say they have a life verse and things like that. I bet y'all know mine. Romans chapter 8, 1, right? Therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I hold on to that. I hold on to that. That God is for me. He's not against me. It cost him everything for me to come in a relationship with him and everybody else in this room and everybody else in this planet. So I want to make sure that I'm staying and praying in God's words. What else we got? How about this? I like this in Psalm 5. Three, it says, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice in the morning. I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Man, I tell you what, one of the secrets I think you'll find if you want to call it that. Everybody wants, what's the secret? What's the secret? I will call it a secret then. The tip of the day, one of the secrets you'll find in being in position for greatness is this, is praying each morning with a fresh mind. There's less clutter in your mind usually in the morning, right? And roll out that, that daily doubt that tries to creep in. It tries to creep in. If you're not careful, man, something else will come up. This will come up. That'll come up. Next thing you know, you got dust on the Bible. You know, oh, I was going to pray about that. I was going to do this, everything else. I'm going to tell you what. Today, make it a priority. Make it a priority. Look at that. Ask for his guidance and his vision. I need his guidance in his vision. The Bible says, where there's no vision, the people perish." right? If I say, hey, y'all come on by my house, we got a big party coming on tonight, why don't y'all come on by the house? She said, well, that's good. What time is it? I say, oh, nine o'clock, come on by nine o'clock. Okay, that's good. All right, see you there. And I never tell you how to get there. It's not going to do you much good. See, a lot of times, church, not picking on any place, anything, or well, I'm saying us as a church, you got to be careful with They'll tell you, boy, Jesus love you. That's good. Good to see you today. Glad y'all come on back. That's good. Man, uh, Aunt Margaret, I'll tell you, that was some really good corn muffins you made. That's good. Man, I'll see you next week. See, in essence, what they've done is told you, having a party, telling you the time, but they never tell you how to get there. See, the gospel is the message, how you get there. The death, burial, and resurrection. See, usually when I'm praying, I'm, I'm going to tell you that about 10 times before you get out of here. And then at the end, we're going to give you opportunity to receive what God's gave you because that's what transforms your life. I can make you laugh. I can make you cry. But Jesus will make you whole. And that's what I want to do. I want to turn around. And I want to point you to the one that's going to give you the guidance and the vision from God. Amen? I bet you might re- remember some of this right here. How about this when I was going through? The Lord showed me this. Psalm 23. Anybody ever heard that song before? I think you might have. Right? It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let me tell you, you don't have to go to a funeral to grab that. I say grab it while you're alive. Man, that's a good word right there. Look at that. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Anybody ever run into some enemies? Don't even know them, right? You get into that sometimes. It's just the naysayers, the negativity, this and this. All the things you can't do. God's telling you all the things you can do, right? All the things he wants to do in your life, right? And, and And he's an overflowing God. He's an overflowing God. So next time you feel like you're coming up short, continue to just dig in, press in. And look at this. And he says, you know, the, the, the goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. I'm going to go on this. It follows you all the days of your life. Guess what? When this body dies, you're still living, right? Your spirit's still going. All the days. All the days. I, I just popped in my mind. How many people ever think about heaven? I think about it a lot. And I'm going to tell you what, the more sand that runs through my hourglass, the more I think about it. How about y'all? It's going to be amazing. It's going to be something else. I'm going to get to see Jesus. How about you? Not because I'm a nice guy, not because I did anything else, not because I'm past, because of Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. See, that's why I'm confident. See, I tell people all the time, there's a difference between being cocky and confident. I'm confident and humble about what Christ has done for me. How about you? That's what gives me excitement. That's what I get going I say, "Woo!" They say, what you going to do? I say, I don't know. The Lord's got it. God's got it. Well, what about this? So I said, man, I mean, you've been praying about it? I've been praying about it. God's going to come through. God's going to work it out. He's going to put us in position for greatness. I don't want to jump ahead of too far, but I want to tell you what I want to encourage you today. How about this? Some more scripture. If you guys got a chance, write some of these scriptures down to encourage yourself in the Lord, all right? Look at this. Ephesians 3 16 and 17 says, This is Paul says, I pray without out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Man, are you rooted and established in love? The more you're around Christ, the more you're going to be rooted in love, even in crisis, right? Even in crisis, it's amazing. Have you know that person? Are you that person? Have you seen that person? Is it in your family that person that goes through a time, and it's tough, it's lost, it's this. It's like overwhelming. Mean you're going, how do they keep going? But they keep on going. And you know it's something bigger in them than the situation. I'm here today. I've talked to a lot of people in the last 20 years of ministry, and I've seen a lot of people's lives destroyed, hurt, some by their own hand, some by their own doing, Some they had nothing to do with it. Life just comes in and it takes over sometimes. And I've seen some people just really hurt. And I've seen people go through times like that. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. I'm not telling you that their hurt is any less. Their loss is any, any uh, less than somebody else's. But I'm going to tell you what. They got this supernatural way of getting through it. And his name is Jesus. See, when we're walking so close with, with the Lord in the supernatural, it becomes our natural. It becomes our natural. That's amazing. I, I love seeing God work in people's life. How about you guys? He don't just have to work in my life. I like that too. But when I see him work in my kid's life and in the church family life, or maybe your neighbor's life, maybe, maybe somebody you're just working with the Lord, you know, at work, and you see, you see something just go bling, and you go, whoa, that surely was the Lord. I always say this. If, if, if I wasn't pastoring here, you know where I'd like to work? Y'all ready? Hospital. Hospital. I'm not a, a, a doctor, a nurse type thing, EMT, whatever, and I praise God for those people. But I'm going to tell you what I found. When I walk the halls of the hospital, there's some places in there and there's some hearts in there that are ready to hear the message. You know? It's not like I go, woo, I want to go to the hospital. I go, Lord, if you'll use me in this area, I'll go. Food line too. You know, it's usually always got food in there if I'm involved, right? That's it. But I'm, I'm telling you, that's what I see, how God's going to be working in those situations. So I ask for guidance when I go in there. I shared the story a while back. I, I'll make it quick because I know we got a few things. I'm going to roll right into this. One of my last God stories it was at a hospital. Jimmy had his back done. And I went back up there to check on him and everything else. And, and they called the house and they said, Mr. Holloway is going through a little bit of discomfort. Could you come back up here? I said, sure. Went back up there. Got granddaddy straight. He's doing good. I said, you doing good now? Yeah, okay. I get ready and, I, and I'm saying, Lord, I think there's something else you're showing me here. There's something else you're showing me here. And I waited and I prayed and I waited and I prayed. And I looked at the clock and I said, okay, I got to go to work. I'm going to go. He said, I'm good now. Thanks, thanks for coming. I go. I go down from the third floor, or whatever. I go down, and the Lord is on my, I'm telling you, there's times that I know he's talking to me, and there's times that I don't want to listen, right? But I knew he was talking to me. And I came down there. I said, I, I said he's going to show me something. I sat down there by the elevator. I'm watching, I'm listening to the music playing, and everything else. I said, Lord, are you going to send somebody? What's going, on? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on? And about that time, I look at my watch. I said, Okay. I said, I got got to go in a minute, but I'm I'm hanging out, right? And the Lord speaks to my heart. like, I'm going to show you something like by 10 o'clock. I can't remember. I have to go look back through some of the stuff we talked about. And I'm telling you, at the time that he told me that they were coming down there, bing! And I'm like this. Now, now I'm going to tell you now. I'm like this. I'm ready to jump on this person and go, Jesus loved you. (laughs) Because I know I heard it, right? But I'm like, okay, be cool, be cool, be cool. And I'm sitting there like this. And a lady comes down, and she was a nurse. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to get locked up in here. But I need to tell her what's going on. So she went over there. She went over to the drink machine. I'm thinking, they got drink machines where she was probably. Come, in. I said, uh, excuse me. Yes. And automatically, especially if I talk to a young lady, I usually tell her this. I, I, I usually tell her I'm a pastor. And then I start talking about my family so she don't think I'm some weird old guy, right? I said, hey, how you doing? I said, I was visiting one of my family members here today. I said, but you know, I was sitting here and and I really, would it be all right if I prayed for you? She said, yes, please. I said, all right. I started praying for the lady and everything else. She grabbed a hold of my hand. We're right down there. The the, the door on the elevator goes ding. We're still praying. It goes ding. Somebody else coming down. We're praying ding. And we're praying. And she says, "Uh, I know your voice. you do? She said, sir, I just called you. You got family in room, such and such, such and such. I said, you did. I appreciate the call. She said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not even on that wing. I'm not even supposed to be down there. But they were having some difficulty stuff. And so I went down there. And so I called you because you, you you know, the next again, come on down, whatever, the point of contact. And now you're here praying for me. I said, God's good, isn't he? What do you think that did to her faith? Check it out. God positioned us for greatness. I could have said, man, I got to go to work. I ain't got time for this. But I'll tell you what, in those moments when you step out and you're willing to say, Lord, whatever you want to do, when you're available, and you ask for the guidance and the vision, let me tell you, God will do amazing things. Give the Lord a hand clap for him working on all situations. That's good. All right, we're rolling along here. How about this? This goes right with it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Man, I'm going to tell you what. You know something that drives me crazy. I don't know. I guess because I'm a little hyper anyway. Just a little. And I've always been like that. But see, I used to be hyper for doing my own thing. Now I'm hyper about things of the Lord. I'm excited about the things of the Lord. But you know what gets me? When you deal with somebody and say, oh, I just can't. Now I don't know y'all' background, everything else like that. And I know there's different things like that, but but yeah, yeah, it's called a choice. You can. I just can't. Y'all, no, yes, we can. Don't be afraid. You can. Have faith. Amen. Look at this. So this is what the Lord showed me. Pay attention to your natural gifts and abilities, right? Now I will tell you this. I am a talker. I didn't say I was a good speaker. <laughs> okay. God's go ahead to fix that part, but I will open my mouth and share Jesus. Amen. And I promise you this, I'm not going to be the guy that beats you with the Bible. I'm going to try to love you with the word of God. Amen. I'm not going to look at all the things that, oh, this is wrong in your life and everything. I got a mirror. You know, we went last night to what, the 35 year uh, reunion thing for Miles and Denise and some of the other ones and all that. And then he said, you want to go? I said, I never go to mine. She said, why? I said, I don't need somebody to tell me that I'm fat and ugly. I got a mirror, right? I'm just teasing. They probably say more than that. But we went. I wanted to go, right? And see, I end up hanging out more than she does because I didn't know anybody. So you know what I do? I go table to table. I go, that's my wife. What's your name? How you doing? Hey, you know what? That's my wife over there. What's your name? That's it. I was talking to people all over the place. And I said, you know that guy over there? She said, I ain't seen him before. I said, he went to kindergarten with you? Oh. So I'm making friends. I'm I'm making connections. I'm seeing what's going on. I'm having a good time. Seeing what's going on. I am eating barbecue. Life is good. Me and Miles over there said, did you try that? I tried that. I tried that too. We know how to get with it, man. So what I'm saying is a lot of times, you know what? I want to pay attention to my gifting. And I, I believe my gifting is loving people. I didn't start out loving people. I didn't start out loving myself. But when God starts working in your heart, and you start seeing the value in people, you start loving people. You start seeing what God's done in your own life, then you want to pass it on to somebody else. How can I be afraid not to tell somebody about Jesus? I don't want nobody going to hell. How about that? I don't want anybody going to hell. See, we don't talk about that much. You know what? If you die without Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I'll tell you what the Bible says. There's a point that a man wants to then the judgment. You want to stand before the Lord, right? And guess what it says. It says, you know what? There's one way to heaven. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. We can't mess it up. We just need to trust him. See, if there's a bunch of paths and all this, we might be on the wrong one. But there's one, and his name is Jesus. I get excited about that. I get excited about that. You know how I can mess it up? Don't believe. Don't trust his word. But I don't. I trust his word. How about you? If you listen today, trust the word of God. Examine what I'm telling you. Open the word of God. I'm telling you what he says. But you know what? If I tell you this, if I tell you there's one way to go to my house, one way, I know where I live, and say there's one way to go to my house, there's only one way to get there, and you say, no, I'm going to go the other way. You say, well, that ain't going to make sense. God says there's one way to my house, and his name is Jesus. Through the death, burial, and resurrection, he laid down his life, paid our sin debt in full, and rose again on the third day. He poured out his blood, the life source, right, to, to, to take care of, eradicate our sin, the sin in the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him will not perish but have, have part-time life. He didn't say that. Just when you're looking good. Just when your hair's right. He said eternal life, everlasting life. See, that's what I'm looking for, because this body's wearing down, man. I have a few replacement parts, and I'm thankful for it. But this old body wears down, man. It's crazy. I have more things happen to me, freak accidents. I've been jumping and running, everything else. I went to grab a salt shake the other day, pulled my arm out of socket. I was like, what happened? How is that possible? Oh. (laughs) For y'all didn't hear that. He said, oh. The last time I had surgeries on my arm was on my 50th birthday. I moved the shower curtain. (laughs) What's up with that? So, so what, you know what it does? (laughs) I need you, Jesus, right? I need you to pay my deductible, Jesus. (laughs) I need you to heal this thing up. And I think I'm thankful for God working and using the men and women in, in the medical field. I think that's great. But I tell you what, guess what happens when I go to the hospital? See, I'd rather visit the hospital than go to the hospital. But I'm still praying all the time. All the time. They, they ain't putting no scalpel on Fat Boy without praying. That ain't gonna happen. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna slice and dice here until we know that Jesus is, 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 is working in this thing. Amen. We pray, hey, I'll pray with the orderlies. I'll pray with the outerlies. I don't care. I'll pray it. Cleaner lady wants to pray, fine. We've been to the Tidewater to the <laughs> Orthopedic. I wanna tell you what, you're gonna see my picture in there one day like this. What part's not real? (laughs) They did a knee. They did a knee. They did my shoulder. They did my bicep. did Jimmy's back knee. Grandmama's hip. Man, we're in. (laughs) Hey, I was at the restaurant the other day. My doctor said, hey, what's up? Can I eat with (laughs) y'all? Might as well. You want to (laughs) buy? Because I think think I've covered it. But I'm going to tell you what. Pay attention to your giftings. They gift people for doing doctor stuff. They gift people to be grandmas, right? And granddaddies and car salesmen and, 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 and tutors and whatever the case it is. Moms and dads and, and the guy next door, man. But look else, what, what we got here. Seek counsel from spiritually mature people. When somebody speaks into your life, make sure it lines up with the word of God. Amen? Make sure it lines up. I'm gonna pick up some. Look at this. I said we can trust God's leading we can trust God's leading. I was looking at something the other day, yesterday, a matter of fact. It fascinates me to watch people, all right? Give you a little science behind the scene, and I think it's going to tie in here. They say, right, they, whoever they are, they say, you make up your mind in about the first three to five seconds if you like me or not. You ever think about that? They say, does he look like me? Does he, can I relate to him? What's his deal? Is he chewing gum? Is he not chewing gum? What's going on? All those things. It's just the way our brain works. Is he, is he an enemy or is he a foe? Is he this or that? How many people in business know a handshake means a whole lot? Right? I work with a guy. His dad was in a big business, right? And he told me this. He said, if my dad would not hire somebody with a wimpy handshake. I said, what? He said, no. He looked him in the eye and he said, hey, is that a deal? Is that a deal? Right? What does that have to do with this here? We got that little nudge. We call it a gut feeling, right? Well, I'm going to tell you what we can do better than that. We got Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's what I wanted to get to. I want to jump from the natural to the supernatural. We got Holy Spirit going, hmm. Maybe I shouldn't get that ride today. Hmm. I've had this happen to me. It's been a long time. I got up, got dressed, everything, got ready for work. It's been a few years ago. And uh, I got to the door. And he said, what you doing? I'm sitting there like, she said, what are you doing? You're going to be late. I said, uh, I'm not supposed to go to work today. She said, what are you talking about? I said, uh, I don't think I'm supposed to go to work today. And it went from, I go, baby, I ain't going to work today. Now, I don't know what would have happened or whatever, but I'm going to tell you what, this is what I believe. I believe sometimes sometime God will speak to your life and see if you're even listening or you're going to pump the brakes. So I took my day of vacation. I spent it with the Lord. You know what? Like I said, but I do remember that. There's a lot of times I went to work and everything else and all this stuff. I don't remember, but I'll tell you what, the Lord brought that back to my memory. Angela tells a story about going home and and one of the main intersections coming back to 171 and the Lord says, stop. (laughs) Whew. Big old truck comes through there. Those are the things, man. You can trust God's leading. Let's pick it up a little bit. I want to share this with somebody today, special today. I don't know who it is. It's probably me. All right. Don't doubt your position. When I say position, I don't mean a position. Look at me. I'm up here. I'm talking about where you're at. I'm talking about you might be in a position right now. You say, man, this is a rough position. I, I don't see very well in this position. This is not, I don't see how God's going to work anything like this. And what I want to show you today, don't doubt it. Just. Went through a few last night when I was finishing up on this. You think maybe Moses doubted his position or Abraham? I heard this this morning. I was looking through some of my devotions. Abraham, what's, you know, what's going on? I want to I take you out of your land. I'm going to give you a baby at 100. I'm thinking, he's thinking, uh, I'm doubting my position. But see, he used his life for greatness of God. Let's keep on going. Let's just roll a few. I'm just going off the top. So you got Moses at the burning bush. What do you got in your hand? Lay it down. Got his staff, right? Never thought about this until a few days back. When he laid that down, right, that's what he laid down. That's how he made his living. He laid it down before the Lord. He laid down everything before the Lord. What is it that God has put in your position that you need to lay down for the Lord? I don't mean you got to give everything away. I'm, I'm talking about setting it down and saying, Lord, everything I have has been given to you. Given by you. And I lay it down at your feet, Lord, and you show me how to do it. See, as we study through Tuesday nights and stuff, we start digging in on different things and we realize that guess what? We really don't own anything. We are just managers of what God has given us, what He has entrusted to us. I want to be a good manager with what God's given me, right? Now, usually people just think about, oh, it's money. I ain't talking about that. How about your time? How about your talent? How, is, how can you share your gift? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on this. I'm big on this. The Lord's really been put on, 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 on growing and, and mentoring. Hey, that means me too. I'm not up here going, this is what, no. I go to eat with people and listen to what they say, listen to the story and everything else. I said, man, that, that's great. Man, teach me this. Show me about that, all those things but I'm going to tell you what, don't doubt your position. Let's go through a couple of more. What about Joshua? Hey man, I want you to walk around this wall a few times and blow a trumpet. I bet you he thought he was in a bad spot, but he was in a God spot. Amen. What else? Joseph, Esther, Ruth, David, Peter, Paul, you, me. There's no place that's too far from God's loving arms not to reach you. I'm going to tell you what, sometimes we just need to call out Take a look at this. I wrote this while we were finishing up. I said, friends, there is no need to doubt, but such a need to believe. No need to doubt. The tomb is empty. He is risen. God is good. He knows where you are. He knows everything about you. And he still offered his son as a sacrifice. Man, let me tell you what. That's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but buddy, you don't know my background. I sure don't, don't need to know it. God knows it. And he still died for you so that you can come boldly to the throne of grace, that you can have your sins washed away as far as the east is to the west. Done. Finished. Done. Man, how many people like fresh starts? You know? I love fresh starts. God says they'll give you a fresh start. He says, you know what? You can start new again. You can bring it on and lay it at the feet of Jesus. So, man, I'm going to tell you what, friends. I prayed today through the message that we look at this, that you know that you're positioned for greatness, regardless of your position. If you are in Christ, you are in position for great things. Amen. I want you to hear that today. And I also want you to look at this. You get a chance this week, you want to do a little homework? Go to, go to John chapter 17. And we talked about that. I'm going to go back through, through my, my notes here. I want to share this here real fast. I'm going to read this again. I'm not going to pull it up. I'm starting in 20. It says, My prayer is not for them alone. My prayer also is for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete Unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and I have loved them even as you love me. I'm going to tell you what, that ought to build some hope in your heart today. I pray that you look through the things that we shared about today. If we want to align ourselves with the Lord and we want to take a look at the things that God has to put us in a good position, let me tell you what, we'll go right through them again. Be available to God. Be available to God. Ask for guidance and vision from God and don't be afraid because I'm going to tell you what, God is trying to get something good to you because he loves you. Let us pray. Father, I thank you so much for the message today. I pray that it's encouraging to folks today. I pray that, you know what, that we grab hold of this and we realize regardless of our position, we are positioned in a family of God when we have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are positioned as an heir to the throne. So I pray that we grab hold of that today. If you're here today, or you're listening whenever this is, is, is pulled out, I pray this. I pray that you you align your life with what the Bible says and come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What does that mean? That means we all have sin in our life. But the good news is Jesus took care of that, but we need to receive it. We need to believe it. We grab hold by faith. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Turn from our sin. Turn to the Savior. Trust in the finished work of the cross. If that's you today, man, let somebody know. We want to pray with you. Just say, Lord, come into my life. Today, Lord, I have drifted, Lord, and I need you in my life. Father, come into my life and cleanse me. Father, I thank you that I no longer have to worry about hell, but I can live with the view of heaven in my my future. But, Lord, also, I know I can walk in that today. Lord, thank you that you position us for greatness, even though sometimes it's not real comfortable. I know it probably wasn't comfortable for Joseph and Paul and Peter and Ruth and Esther. Maybe there's somebody here today said it's not comfortable. But it may be necessary for us to be used in a mighty way for the kingdom of God. And if you're listening today, know that God says your worth it. And everybody said, amen. We're going to go ahead and sign amen. off guys if you got any questions about what was said today, man, shoot us a, a shoot us a text, email whatever. Share the message. We love you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.